Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kersner. Hey, 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 you know what I like to say? There's no better day than today for blessings, impact, and purpose. And today I want to talk about uh, living in God's, living on God's values and uh, living in love. And so what am I talking about there is when too often now people are so scared of any Christian belief, right? If you say you're a Christian and you... um say that I believe in God's values and people think, oh my gosh, you must hate me. Oh my gosh, you don't agree with what I say. And then you have the other side of the coin of, okay, if I'm a Christian and I feel like I can't really say what I believe or I can't do what I believe because it does sound like hate. And it says, and I'm here to say, no, neither one of those things are not true. Um, and they don't have to be true. You can still stand on God's values and live in love. And when I say live in love, meaning that you don't show people hate and you don't, Show them that you don't. You're not saying, "Oh my gosh, I I dislike you, or I dislike I dislike your life, or I dislike you as a person, or I dislike uh, any any anything um, in relation to them." And so you can show them love, and you can be loving, and you can have them as a friend, and you can have them as family, and we can still sit and eat together, and we can still be together. But I still stand on. Uh, my beliefs and I still stand on my principles and I still stand on things. So how do we do that? And so that's what we're going to talk about today after the break, guys. All right. And we're back. So let's talk about it. So there is no other way to talk about it than just to do it. So when you come up with what you say um, are your godly beliefs, right? Uh, And so there are things in the Bible that God says are sin, right? And he says, we are all sinners and always will be sinners. And even when you think you're not sinning, you're sinning. And so let's go ahead and get that straight now. We are all sinners and will be sinners. And there's never a time that you're not sinning. And that's a sad fact. It's like, okay, even if I try to be perfect and think I'm doing nothing wrong, I will still be sinning because that is what um, God says. And so the great thing about that is that I am no better than anybody else, right? We are all struggling to do this thing called life. And and we are all struggling to get better and reduce our sins, right? But the one thing that we all have to do as Christians is to agree what is a sin, right? Like I can't say that, oh, when I told that lie, that lie was not a sin. Yes, it was. It was a sin. Like it it was. I can't say, oh, if I'm cheating on my husband, that's not a sin. You know, uh, God doesn't look at that as a sin. Yes, he does. So we want to agree to what God says sin is a sin. And the Bible clearly lays that out. And I'm not going to get into those because that would take too much time. Um, and is not the the point is not to lay out what is sin in this podcast. The point is to say that you do have to agree as Christians that God's word is true. And the truth 
has to be that what we all have to agree that what he says is true. So you can't say, well, I say this and someone else says that. No, if I believe in God, what God says is true for me. And that's what I believe, right? So my beliefs, my values. So we have gotten into a climate, not just in America. I mean, you see it where we are all talking on social media and it's horrible and people say, oh, it's the worst in America, but it's everywhere. Everywhere right now, we've gotten to a climate where we are intolerant of different of differing opinions, differing values, different beliefs. And the intolerance is not in a place of uh, you can't be different. It is that if you believe different than I do, or you feel different than I do, you are a horrible person. It is not that um, we all don't believe people believe different things. It's that if you don't believe what I believe, I immediately feel attacked. And I must then insult you with all these words and say that you are hateful and you are this horrible person. And it never was a place of, oh, yeah, well, we can disagree and still be friends. We can still... Uh, communicate with each other. Um, now there are some things that, I mean, granted, if you believe them and I don't, then, uh, I don't know how we would be friends. Like, uh, I don't know, something where people believe it's okay to kill little kids. Right. Then you're like, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry. That's a different belief, but this is where we, we can't be, we can't be friends. Right. Um, because, what you're saying goes against like a moral stance for me. It goes against what I believe um, that I want to associate myself with. So let's not let's not go for that stuff because people always want to go extreme in arguments, right? They they want to go for things like okay, everyone should know that okay, you know, if you believe it's okay to kill little kids, that you shouldn't be friends with that person, right? It just happens, like. It just happens. So, okay, we we know that. So we're not talking about that. Let's not go on the extreme. Let's go to just everyday living life, right? Everyday living life and what you believe in. So when you look at God's values, you at least have to start with the truth. And so let's not come up with if someone wears a skirt that God says that's not true. Those are man's laws. Those are not God's laws, right? And that to me is what we we start with. We have to agree there first. And God said, above all the commandments, right? You can look at the 10 commandments. And God said, above all these things is love, right? So he called us to love our brothers before. If you could not do any sin in the commandments, but you are hateful to people in your attempts to do your your job of not sinning, and you still have done the thing that God considers to be the worst thing ever, which is to treat your fellow man or your fellow person um, with hate or malice in your heart. And he said, nah. So if if I am talking about sin, right? And I'm talking about um, sin with someone else. We agree. I can, I, I got to stand on the truth. So I got to say this is sin, but I don't got to say, you know, I hate you. I don't got to say it in a harsh way, you know, but how do we do that? How do I have a conversation with you? And you would think this is a, a, an easy topic, but it's not because I, I just had a friend uh, the other day post on Facebook saying that her and her family are pretty much not even talking because they disagree on politicians because she feels one politician is 
uh, has a poor moral character. I agree with her. Um, but her family believes this person is like a saint, right? And so they have decided to not talk to her. So she's not decided to not talk to them, but they have decided they can no longer talk to her um, because they disagree on this fact. And so this is a much needed topic because people don't know how to stand on their beliefs and still associate with someone else. And when you see that, it breaks apart families, right? Like my beliefs and what I believe, it, it tears our family apart because we don't believe the same thing. You can't say it's just because we don't believe the same thing. It has to be how that belief is communicated and how we still um, show love, respect, and all those faucets, right? After we do that and while we're doing that. And so that's what we're going to talk about when I come back. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down-to-earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self-esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, so let's let's get back to it. So when you say, okay, I have this set of principles that I believe, a set of morals that I believe in, I feel like, okay, I, so we're trying to have a conversation and communicate what my beliefs are and... Um, and I'm trying to live that life. How do I live a life of love and still be true to what I believe? And um, the first place we do that is by having respect. Now, respect is a, a notion that you would think everybody would get nowadays, but they don't. So I'm just give a brief definition for respect. And that's to give attention uh, to the feeling, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. So that means when I say I give attention to it, I mean, that means I believe you have a, a set of feelings, wishes, rights, and traditions that are not mine, right? So I automatically can say there should be a difference between you and I, right? So when I give you respect, respect is that that is your right. It is your right to be different from me. Simply that. It is simply you have a right. And I have to truly believe that you have a right to be different from me and that I should acknowledge that right to be able to give attention to that right. So it not should be ignored. It not should be downplayed, talked about, belittled, talk trash joints. Like you have that right to be different and to give attention that says that is there, that is understood. Right. So then we have that. Right. So then the next step would be then to respect myself. So the way I respect myself is to know I am different from this person. There will be things that they are going to see me different. And to respect myself would be to acknowledge my differences, be true to my differences, and also stay in my character. So if I am telling someone that, um, you know, it's not good for you to do these things or these are the things I believe because God said it to be true. Let's stick to that. And let's not say, well, you know, I can't believe you think this way or talk down to them because of that. I just have to stick true to what is true to me. You know, I am a female. 
And somebody can argue with me about that all day. And it's like, but that's my truth. You know, that is me. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's all. Like, there's nothing else for me to say to you. You know, I'm not going to, it's like, okay, if they get nasty or ugly, I don't have to get nasty or ugly back. You know, um, it just kind of is. And, and rest in that, you know, it's not a place that you have to convince them that you are right in it. It just is. And that is how you respect yourself or to keep your emotions in check, to keep your moral character in check, to keep your your characteristics about yourself to be true, stable and consistent in that, in that interchange, right? And in, in their everyday interactions with these people that you feel are different or that you feel are not um, agreeing with you or that are your family and your friends and your coworkers. So it's like, it's not like they're people that you don't know or that you don't have to engage with, you do, but it is everybody's place to be different and that's good and that's okay. Right. But when we talk about saying people say it's not good because I don't want you to go to hell. And it's like, no, but you don't make the decision. I don't make the decision. And so the next place we start is to say, you know, you want to maintain some integrity and the integrity starts with believe you with first the acknowledgement that you know you don't make the decision whether someone goes to hell or not right that that is not something we do it is not my job to decide if the next person beside me goes to hell or not it is not it is my job to spread the word of god but it is also my job to show that to show god's love to people so um i'm one of those people that i believe um and uh, this is my interpretation of the word that Okay, if we sit down and you're asking me a conversation about what God believes to be true, I have to stand on that. But I also believe that the way I uh, show God to people is by showing his love. And so I feel that is more important. And that is how to how people will see him and how people will gravitate towards him. And he will do the other part. And so my initial thing for me is to believe that I show you love and respect um, and that you are worthy of being in my life and being a person, period. And I believe that that's what God ultimate thing was to do. God sat, he sat with people that were completely different, that were sinners and did things that um, we would say, okay, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And it's like, but it's not my decision to decide whether you go to hell or not. And no matter what you're doing, I'm not perfect either. And so I always sit and remember, I am never perfect. And I am a sinner always, and this person deserves to be loved just like I want to be loved. And so I want this interchange to always be a good one, you know, because that God put them in my world as a friend, a family, a coworker, or someplace for a reason, a person I'm passing in the store, uh, you know, a person I'm coming across at school or at work or, you know, engaging with my children, doing things. There's a purpose. There's a reason that I'm coming across this person. And I don't ever want to unknowingly show hate or hurt that person in any way. So we want to maintain my integrity. So that means that I want to be fair, honest, and consistent, right? All the time. So it's like, for it to be true, it is true. But at the same time, I want to always be honest with that, right? I want to be fair in saying that, hey, you know, um, it is not me that makes the decision, you know, and then consistent. So I always do that. I'm never in a place where with my child, I'm like, I make the decision for you. No, I don't. I don't make the decision for you or someone else. I don't make, I don't determine it. God has put me in your life to kind of guide you, but I am not the determining factor of this. No, I'm not, you know? 
And so let's stay there. The next part I want to talk about is to respond with listening and an attempt to understand, which does not happen. Most people now respond with so much hate and malice or so much anger that is like you're just waiting for that one person to slip up and say they disagree for you to say, I cannot believe you think this person is a great person. And sometimes that's okay. You have people you can have those conversations with, but there are a lot of people you can't. There are a lot of people that cannot handle you saying, I can't believe you think he's a good person because they take that as a personal insult to themselves. And sometimes the way people say it is rightfully so. They think it's a personal insult that you just gave me because I believe it. And I think it, because I believe and I think it, you know, but if we go with the open mind with and, and an attempt to listen and understand why you like this person, you find that sometimes there's a common ground. Now hear me out on this. We're all seeking love, right? So sometimes what you what you don't hear is that this person, what they see are the good points that relate for their world. So let's talk about Donald Trump. I'm gonna talk about something that's not not Christian for a second. So Donald Trump and his values. You have some people that are like, oh my gosh, he's so horrible. And you have people that say, no, he's actually doing really well. And if you let them start to talk about it, the people that think he's horrible talk about something completely different than the people that talk about they think he's great. The people that say he's horrible, they talk about, oh, he's been accused of rape. Oh my goodness, he said these vile statements. And then the people that talk about, oh my gosh, he's good, says yes, but then he took away that penalty for that tax, or he took away this for that, or he's been doing this for the country. So we don't have a common basis of where we're saying why, how we are examining or evaluating this person, right? And so if you, but if you listen and with the attempt to understand and keep an open mind and you will hear that, okay, well, you know what? Let me back this up. Cause you know, we, uh, we were just talking about Donald Trump in general, but I, what I want to talk about is what do you think of his moral character? You know, what do you think? And then you may hear, they say, well, you know, I, I think he's a horrible person, but as a politician, I think he's good as a politician. And Although you may think those things cannot equally exist, they can because people can compartmentalize. And although you may not, people do. Right. And so it's the same with everything else. When you attempt to listen that way and to why people do the things they do, you may find that there's a hurt causing that behavior. There's a pain there. There's some reason why, or they just may feel out of control. And so they're not saying that they believe what they're doing is right. They may be acting from a place of hurt, but if you're coming at them and you're attacking them because they just even believe it's okay to do it, you think because they are doing it, then, I mean, how is that showing them love for you to realize there's some pain there? There's some hurt there. You know, there's something in their life that has caused this person to be in this place that has nothing to do with and what what you're saying now and how you're responding to that person is only going to push them deeper into that space because you're adding to that hurt. You're adding to that pain. You're not saying, you know what? I didn't realize that happened to you as a child, you know, and to validate that space and to show them love for that space and to show them some regard, some respect in that space would say, it's not to say, I believe your behavior is okay. It's to say, that kind of sucks that happened to you. That kind of sucks that. And I understand now, you know, why this is such a deep pain for you that you feel like, no, you can't 
marry someone right now. You know, and you say, oh, they got all these serious relationships and they're, oh, that's so, they're sinning. And it's like, but they're scared to trust because they've been hurt. You know, they've been abandoned by someone. Someone hurt them really bad. And so, but we're not going to heal that place. But putting more layers of hurt on top is not what we're going to do. And I got two more points coming back right after the break, guys. Sometimes we say things to ourselves like, I am never going to get any better than this. Uh, I can't do this. I can't overcome this. And when we do that, what are we saying? I'm really saying to myself, today is the best day of my life. And every day after this will pretty much suck. Or I will never get any better than I am right now. This is the best version of me. Do we believe that? No. Does that sound depressing? Yes. Speak life to yourself. Say positive things to yourself. It matters. What you say to yourself matters for you. And so I say things like, hey, I can do better than this. It can get better than this. And everything starts to reflect that as well. Positive talk helps. And so start some positive talk today. This has been your Focus Me Minute with Dr. K. Uh, please email me at kersnerjessica@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's K-E-R-Z-N-E-R-J-E-S-S-I-C-A at gmail.com. All right, and we're back. And so my final two point, points I want to talk about of this is, okay, so what else can we do? So how can we be in live in love with people and still stand on our godly values, right? And so you still can say your truth. And, and, and I want you to say the truth. I don't, you don't want to minimize or, or be, or, you know, take away from it or try to mold it and say, okay, I gotta be tolerant. And no, you want to stay in your truth, you know, but, um, everyone is quick to want to, um, tell people where their errors are before they're quick to show love. Right. And so the, what the next part we're going to talk about is letting go of anger. And what that is, is sometimes people get so angry. I get angry when I think that you just won't do right. You know, you hear people say, I just get angry so much because they just won't do right. They won't do right. They just won't listen. Well, you know, uh, you just say, okay, give it to God. Let go of that anger. You know, because you're when you have anger, and I always tell people, it's not my life. I can't have that much anger. The only people that can prompt that in me would be my children, you know, and my husband. But outside of those people, no. And they may prompt it in me, but I have to get it in check because then I have to remember, I need to give this to God. I am not the person that controls this. And anger comes when you want to control it. You want to change it and you cannot. And so at this point, you say, is this anger right now valid? You know, is this anger right now warranted? And most of the time you're going to see that it's a no. And so you have to say, okay, let go of that anger. Give that situation to God. Give that person to God. You say, you know what? You know, and even if they respond to you in a nasty thing, because you have the difference in the differing opinion. So it could be, you know, they believe that adultery is okay. And you say, no, it's not. You know, you ask me, it's not okay. Not okay by God's word. God said it's not, it's a sin, you know, um, and then they say, okay, so what you're saying is we can't be friends. No, I'm I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, you know, I can't say that it's okay you cheat on your wife. No, I can't say that. That is not okay. And I I don't I don't approve of that behavior and I'm not gonna help you do it. You know, it's not one of those things that someone say, there are things I help you do in life. I can't help you do that. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that piece. Since you asked me about it, let's talk about it. Am I angry at you for it? No. No, that's too much emotion for me to put into your world. You know what I'm saying? I care. I care because I don't want you to keep doing it. And, you know, and 
and hurt your family and have all the consequences that come with it. But at the end of the day, it's your life and it's not something I can change, right? That's That for me is like, okay, if we can learn to do that and say, okay, I still stand on my truth. I don't have to give that response to you in anger. I don't have to then tell you, you're a whole person. You're doing a horrible thing to your family. You're doing this. It's like, no, this is one of those things where if we have that conversation, he says, well, no one's getting hurt. You think no one's getting hurt, but trust me that it is hurting someone, even if it's just hurting yourself. Because right now you, you may not feel all of the effects of what's, what it's doing, but you will, you know, you will. And at the end of the day, you did go into an agreement with your wife and cheating on your wife, like you are still doing something to her by engaging in this behavior, even if she doesn't know about it right now, you know? So it's one of those things you say, you know, you can still respond in that way without saying, yeah, but that's a horrible, you're a horrible person. You're this and you're that. And, you know, labeling is bad. And so we want to not, anger causes those labels. Judgment causes those labels. And so I say, let's try not to be the judger. Let's try not to label. You know, that's all in that piece. Let's try not to label it and just speak with this person in a in in a um, way to help them explore what they're doing and them explore it. Um, and if you're talking to someone who does not believe, right, and they let's say they don't believe in God and their whole life, um, they don't believe even we have the agreement on what is sin. So or you're going to prompt all of their defense mechanisms coming at them saying your whole life is full of sin. Your whole life is against what God wants. No, that is not how we're going to reach that person. It's not how we're going to get them to want to talk to God, you know, or to even see who God is. The thing that we would do is just show them love and concern and be there for them. And at some point one day, they may ask you about your beliefs and they may ask you what you believe. And then that's the point to talk about it. And I've had some of my friends say, well, how have we been friends? I didn't even, I mean, I mean, I always knew you, you were a Christian. And obviously I knew that I knew you believed in God, but I didn't know you felt that way. And I say, well, you know, that's what, for me, those are my beliefs. Well, how are we friends? Because you're my friend, because God put us in our worlds for a reason. And I can still be there for you. I can still be those things, even though we disagree on this one topic, you know, about this. And it says, so you believe that if this doesn't change for me, I'm going to go to hell. I go, just like I believe if I keep lying to the day I die, I am. You know, it's like, it's like one of those things. I hope that I could, I can do what I need to do to get to heaven, but I'm not here to judge you and decide whether you go or not. But if you ask me what I believe, then yes, that is what I believe. That is where I'm at. But I also believe that I'm in trouble too for certain things, you know? So it's like, I'm no better than you and I'm not trying to take an elitist position. And so when you have an anger position, you usually are in a place where you feel threatened, you know, you feel like you don't have control here and, um, or you're coming from an elitist place and you try not to do that. And so that brings me to my final point, which is like, I was just talking about, if I have that conversation with my friend, what am I doing? I'm looking for common ground with this person. You are a person, you know, I'm looking for how can I connect with you? And it's all about the connection. And so if we look at relationships with people and we say, what has made the difference in discipleship and what has made the difference in bringing people to God, it is all about the connection. And if you won't even talk to that coworker or you won't even talk to that friend because they believe different than you or they have different, but then how are you going to give them some insight? 
you know, how are you going to give, show them that someone is different or that things can be different if you won't even sit in the room with them? Now, if they reject you, that's one thing, but for you to reject them is different because I'm not saying force your way in the room, but I'm also saying don't walk out of it. You know, don't say I refuse to sitting here because this person is in here. I refuse to even be in your company because this is happening. It's like, okay, no, you can be in the room. And yeah, you know, it's like, okay, you may say, yeah, friend, you know, you're cheating on your wife. I don't support that. I'm not condoning that. So no, you can't bring your mistress to my, my get together. No, you can't do those things because that you're like, that's against, that's against what I believe. Um, but Anytime you want to hang out without your mistress, hey, come on. You know, like, hey, and you and your wife want to come over, hey, let's do that. You know, um, but I have to still be around that person for that, that egg to crack on that day when they go, you know, I just want to talk about this. What do you believe? What do you think? And how I just then then you'll get to what's there. How you know, really what I'm looking for is I'm just not happy here or this is not happy. It's like, but you know, you're not going to get happy with your wife by cheating on your wife. Like this isn't going to make that, that's not going to be the thing that changes that. Or no, you're you're not going to stop smoking by smoking more, you know, or you're not going to um, quit drinking by going to bars all the time. You know, like it's, there's not just sins, it's just behaviors. But what I'm saying is, you know, like, even with behaviors in life with people, we're, we can't help them if we can't be a part of the conversation, right? If we're not in the, in the room, but it's the same thing when we're talking about differencing of opinions. If I sit down and I want someone to understand why I think this person is a horrible politician because I disagree with their personal beliefs, right? Or their personal behaviors, they're never going to be able to hear me out if I can't hear them out that they don't care how his personal life is, they really just care about his, pol his political views. Then we see that we make wager politicians differently, right? So it's the same thing with sin. It's like, you'll never know if someone knows God and made a conscious decision or do they not know God or do they have a era that man has skewed it and said, okay, you know what? That's okay that you do that. And that is not, not a sin. That is, that is perfectly okay. And, and you don't have to worry about anything that you don't know because you won't take the time to talk to them without throwing hate to where they can hear you. Instead of you sitting in the room, you choose to get up and walk out. And every time you throw a hateful word, what you're saying is I choose to walk out of this conversation or I want you to walk out of the conversation. We're not saying now let's sit down so that there can be some growth had somewhere even if the first place for growth is just understanding, right? And that's still growth because when we understand, it opens up a space, right? It gives us more opening of that mind and it allows us a place for connection. And where there's connection, things can change. And so that's it, guys. Um, please check me out at Helenax Dr. K. That's at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Tumblr. Also, you can email me at Helenax Dr. K at gmail.com. Thank you.